You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. Man. It's already the 21st of December, Christmas right around the corner. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the outdoor show this morning is Jake. Good morning, our, sir. Yeah, good morning, Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I cannot believe Monday is Christmas already. It's unreal, isn't it? God, this year's gone fast. I mean, it was like last week was Thanksgiving, it seemed like. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well. Now we go to feast again. Yes, let's do it. I'm in. All right, our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Texan Roofing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather right now, 61 down on the island in Galveston, partly to mostly cloudy skies today with a high around 65. It'll reach the 70s here on the high ground, but uh, east winds will be 15 to 25 tonight. Cloudy with showers after midnight. That rain chance about 40% after midnight. East winds 10 to 15, and for tomorrow, more showers, cloudy. And uh, high around 65, east winds 10 to 20. That rain chance tomorrow is 50%. So kind of doom and gloom weather coming for the holidays. But it'll get out of here quick. Looks like uh, Christmas Day might be okay. We'll go with it. We'll deal with it when it comes. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have four of them. We have a low coming up at 6.10 a.m. It's an 0.0. A high at 1.19 p.m., a 1.0. And a low at 6.32 p.m. at 0.7. And then a high at 11.08 p.m. at 1.0. 7.09 a.m. is sunrise, 5.25 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase, 60%. All right, looking at current conditions right now at the Galveston Channel. It's 62-degree water with 62-degree air temperature. You don't see that a lot of times. East, southeast, 7 to 11. And at Eagle Point, it's 60-degree Air temperature and 60-degree water with an east wind at 9 to 11 miles per hour. So both of those stations have the exact same air and water temperature. That's cool. We'll take it. All right, well, let's run over to the Golden Triangle area, and let's check in with our good friend, Captain Bill Watkins, and see what he's getting ready for. Bill, good morning. How are you, bud? Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe the golden triangle is not so golden. I don't know. We'll see. All I know is it's building a whole lot more industry over here. A whole lot. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's Everywhere crazy, you look. It? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to run away from it, but uh, my wife says I'm a recluse. That's not true, but I just I do. <laughs> I do like to get away from all that every once in a while. Yeah, I'm, Try I'm to, about a week away from doing that. Can't wait. Yeah, good for you. Well, get I had a really out good of dodge, day. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go do some deer hunting. Slide That's back it. in time. That's it. Get primitive. Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine called me last night. They were out at uh, somewhere around Fredericksburg, Brady or somewhere, and 
They were sitting outside, had a fire going, was fixing to grill some steaks at the deer camp, and, you know, just the guys out there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, I, I really envied them because I, got, I used to get to do all that. And now all I do is fish anymore. <laughs> I, well, I can assure I you this, a, those fish, uh, you can't catch all of them. They were here a million years before we got here and continue to do the same. They're just you can't yeah, you're right about that. It's uh, they're not going anywhere. No, they're not going anywhere, and this trout especially seem to be pro so prolific that uh, that you can't wipe them out. I've seen them go through some things that just amaze me, and uh, and they still come back. And uh, I mean, yesterday we caught we caught some pretty trout. I bet we caught fifty, but most of them were eleven and twelve, twelve and a half inches. Goodness! And uh, then we finally got. I had to get away from deep water. Finally, the deep water fish just were all small. Well, it uh, warmed up. You notice when these warm ups, the fish get smaller where you've been catching nice fish, and then when it gets cold. Those nice fish return for some reason. Yeah, what what is that? You know, the so anyway, size, uh, you know the better fish. Well, what we call nice nowadays. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it catch was, my uh, drift. But it uh, isn't yeah. that weird how it warms up and they get little. Yeah, it, but it was forty four degrees when we launched yesterday, and the water temperature was fifty six point nine. Dang, now that's that's pretty darn cold. And when I got out in the river, it went to 57 and stayed there all day. Um, so it was, the water had chilled down from the last time I went. Uh, but you know what we did? We started working up into about, oh, four to seven foot of water. And that's where those good trout were. Mm -hmm. they were and it had to be, we caught some early. Caught four good, solid keepers early. And uh, then it was just little ones, little ones, little ones, little ones everywhere I went. And I uh, finally got down uh, closer to the lake and got on some flats. Well, that makes sense. You know, those better fish like to go shallow in these warm-ups. Really and the do. sun come out. And even though the water's maybe 57 degrees, though they can feel that sun on their backs. Sure they can. It warms them up uh, to be in that sunshine. I think sunshine helps this time of year. It was overcast early, and then it started finally warming up about 10, and that's when we really got in. We caught, oh, I don't know, three trout that weighed over three and one that was a, a good solid four-pounder. You know, I mean, when, these fish, uh, when you get these warm ups, those uh, mud flats start, uh, they hold the heat better, and those fish will start getting on that mud pattern, you know, this time of year, where you don't yep. have to be on as much hard bottom and shell, you know, shallow mud. Uh, well, uh, they were uh, definitely, uh, they, they acted funny early in the morning. The bite was real light, and uh, you had a real feel for it. But man, once uh, once that sun come out about ten o'clock, from there on till the tide changed, we caught fish and uh, outgoing tide, and, and we just pick them off here and there. That they would come through in waves, you right. know, two or three fish come through, and we'd catch. And we we wound up with uh, fifteen really solid trout and. Uh, four redfish and uh, three bass and a big flounder. <laughs> that was a kind of a weird a weird catch. We stopped That's at the last mix. place. Yeah, we stopped at the last place up above Orange and picked off three bass real quick. Three bass. There you go. Solid. Three bass. Yeah. That was funny. Oh boy, Cole. he said, that's, a, that's not a trout, that's a bass. <laughs> I said, yep, there it is. Surprise, surprise. Well, we used to catch a lot of bass in them redfish tournaments, you know, fishing those backwaters like that and those 
you know, brackish lakes and all that stuff. I just couldn't believe some of the bass we caught on topwaters and spinnerbaits, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. You'd always run into a little ball of them and catch about six or eight bass, and then right behind them, just down the shoreline, just a few yards, then you'd hit a, a wad of uh, redfish. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we only actually caught. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only in Louisiana. We caught uh, we caught bass and uh, a trout in the same spot. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, shocking to everybody. <laughs> they come from North Texas up there, or actually <laughs> Central Texas, and that uh, was a shocker to them. He said, "What in the world is that bass doing here?" I said, "He lives here too." He said, how big can you catch those things? I said, every once in a while, we'll catch them up to four pounds. Yeah. I mean, some good, solid. Sure. They look like dinner They look like dinner platters. They almost look like crappie because they're so wide so broad. and thick. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, they're stubby and funny looking, but, boy, they eat good. A bass out of that marsh. Hey, it ain't nothing wrong with a ditch pickle. I've eaten a lot of bass in my lifetime. Ditch pickle. <laughs> <laughs> the old green That's fish. The, yeah, yeah, green trout, cypress trout. That's uh, all everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, and we caught them on. We were throwing K wigglers at the time, the ball tail, four-inch ball tail. Right. And uh, it didn't even matter what color you threw. We tried... I don't know, five different colors yesterday. And if you were in the right zone, working the base the right way, you caught fish. Exactly. That was just it. Presentation and technique. Yeah, and it, but it started off, and there were no birds working yesterday. I've been on some bird working patterns, and that didn't happen. But, Need another uh, cold front. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any more cold fronts. <laughs> well, I got some bad news for you. We're not even into the, I think it's just a late winter this year. Oh, no, so, I know. <laughs> probably January and February, we're going to have one after another. Oh, boy. Well, hey, I'm, I'm due a rest now. I've been out there a lot here lately. Uh, had to be. Had to pay for that uh, Galder and Louisiana last. Oh. I've seen it off. You know, I'm like, uh, I'm like Samson. One more time, Lord. The license. That's, yes. Huh. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, uh, oh, even, yes. even the Louisiana boys are having to pay over 200. I mean, you know, it's, I tell you, they, I think they just, uh, they just think that they can push it to the limit and keep going. And maybe they want to get rid of us. I'm not sure. Well, maybe they're just hungry. Maybe they're poor and hungry and, and starving. <laughs> or maybe that they just want to get rid of us, rid of us or something. I'm not sure. No outsiders. They're yeah, well, I don't. Against Texas boys. I don't go to Calcasieu. I just flat do not go over there. And, uh, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, a cap, the whole thing, tattoo. Uh, not not any more impressive than Sabine to me. And I've got plenty of water to fish right here. But, oh, uh, I, I would just as soon open it up to let the Louisiana boys go, you know, a mile or two within uh, Texas waters and, and let us go a mile or two within theirs and just buy the same license. Yeah, it ought to be, you know, you can fish anywhere you want to in that lake. It's a border lake. Yeah, not, Make it like Toledo Bend is, you know, for freshwater. That's right. That's right. And I'm, I'm totally not afraid of competition. You know, that that's that's not a, no, that's not it at all. I, I wave at those guys. They're all real polite, mostly. Yeah. Uh, shoot. I try to be the same way to them. Stay out of their fur. <laughs> Fishing, I, don't, I don't get encroached up on, you know. Right. I, I, they're just trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do, but yeah, I don't open it up. Doing the same thing. You're all trying to catch fish, man. It shouldn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, 
and the saltwater fish there they move around so much you know it's a different freshwater those those fish are more territorial and stay in the same areas you know their whole life yeah These trout and redfish move around a lot you got one size limit for the texas side well that fish can swim across an imaginary line and get caught and be kept and killed so he better stay in texas yeah. if he's small <laughs> he better <laughs> He wants to grow up. He needs to stay in Texas waters. Hey, let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll be right back with you, buddy. Okay, man. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning, and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back, buddy. All right, brother. I'm here with you. Yeah, we're so that's uh, imaginary land, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a strange deal, and and uh, without a common limit to the lake, everybody's confused. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hardly ever meet anybody that really knows how to where you're supposed to fish and how the big the fish are supposed to be. And, I mean, there's some confusion with everybody out there. And uh, I don't know if they just don't pay attention or I have to pay attention. I'm I'm not right. sure what it is. But, you know, anytime somebody says, hey, uh, you know, if I, if I launch in Texas and go over to Louisiana, uh, I've got to bring, I've got to bring, uh, can I bring Louisiana fish back to Texas? That's the way they all think. Yeah, and it's it's like no, you can't do that. <laughs> Once you go across that line in Louisiana and retain a smaller fish, you go back to Texas, and you're going to get tagged. <laughs> Just the way it is. You see the game warden. He's I mean, people do it all the time and get away with it. Right. But eventually, eventually, you're going to run into the game warden, and they're going to go, "Hey, let me school you on this." <laughs> the same way the other way, you know. That's it. You got to if you fish out of Louisiana water, you need to bring Louisiana sized fish back to their dock. You know, the licenses are reciprocal, but the the limits are not. The size limits and possession limits are not. No, and uh, you know. People that are over 65 or 65 or older can fish in Louisiana with a Texas license if they've got the saltwater certification and all that. So, you know, that's that's salt a good water thing. Saltwater certification, what is that? Well, you got to, you buy a Texas license. Most of the time people buy super combo nowadays. Right. But if, you, if you've got, if you got a Texas license with saltwater endorsement or whatever, yeah. And you can go to Louisiana and fish their, their lower, anything below I-10, in other words. And uh, they can, uh, Louisiana people can come over to Texas and fish. You know, right. Now, what happens if you fish row. above I-10? What do you got to have? Uh, well, that's that's okay. If you've got a saltwater deal, you're good both ways. Okay. You just got to have a saltwater thing. Louisiana will sell you, if you buy uh, out-of-state Louisiana fishing license, you have to buy the saltwater certification as well to fish below I-10. If you're just going to stay above I-10, well, that's okay. Got you. You know, you don't have to have that. So anything below I-10, they consider saltwater. And that's, uh, you know, bass or whatever. doesn't matter what species you catch. <laughs> So it's uh, it's you know, it's confusing. It's kind of like sure our guide license. Easier. It's called an all water guide license. It's a little yeah. more expensive, but you can fish salt or fresh water with it. That's right. Gotcha. And, uh, so it, it's it's uh, they can make it a whole lot easier on everybody, you know. But the the line of de- demarcation comes. When you go up in the mouth of a bio uh, in Texas yeah, or Louisiana. Yeah, you penetrate that imaginary line across the mouth of a bio, you, you better have a Louisiana license. 
Yeah, sometimes that's a little bit weird. That's a little hinky on some way those bio mouths are laid out. It's hard to tell exactly which side you're on. Uh, I think they'll just open it up, set set down on a common limit, like, you know, how about eight trout a day and, uh, you know, 13 inches or better or 15 inches or whatever they set it at. Or just agree in that same body of water, that lake particular, both sides, Texas and Louisiana, have exactly the same limits and size restrictions and all that. Yeah. Put up a sign to the west and put up a sign to the east that says you you are now in Louisiana waters or Texas waters, and you need to have a license past this point. (laughs) I mean, it would be so simple. Yeah, if you're not a senior citizen. Yeah, yeah. If you're not a senior citizen, and in my case, they make me buy a fishing license well, anyway. Yeah, because you're commercial, considered commercial. Yeah, they, they count it as commercial. Mm-hmm. No, they they can't find that in the book anywhere. No, <laughs> it's it's the way they feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna as long as as long as I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it right. I'm not gonna. You know, I ain't gonna violate the law yeah, any better. Than looking I, over your shoulder, man. Oh heck, no! I'm not I, doing that. I can't stand that. I hate anything no. hanging over my head if it ain't right. Yeah, that's right. So I'm, I'm gonna be fully licensed and not gonna not gonna do wrong. Uh, it, sometimes I don't really know which side I'm on because my GPS doesn't show it. Right. You know, you get you got an imaginary line down the middle of the lake. It's a kind of a dotted line on my graph, and uh, and I I can kind of tell where I'm at. But once you get up in the rivers or like the Sabine, especially, you don't really know which side the line is on. <laughs> yeah, whether you're it's not marked on the Louisiana side exactly. Yeah, that's, and, that's a border river too. Some some islands belong to Louisiana. And you know the channel actually goes on the other side where you don't think it is, and I'm I'm a little bit confused. So if I think I'm going to be in that kind of area, I just tell my people to get that twenty dollar uh, three day charter license and go with it. That way we'll have to think about it. You know. Now you used to didn't if you were a, a licensed Louisiana guide, your a charter captain, your party didn't have to have a license. Didn't they have a deal like that years past? I'm not sure. It'd been earlier than me. I've been yeah, out here 25 years. I'm thinking so, too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They probably did have something like that, but and they that license used to cost ten dollars till a couple of years ago. They went up mm-hmm. to twenty. They doubled it, and uh, that made it a little bit difficult for people. But well, what uh, had doubled in price? <laughs> Bidenomics, baby, Bidenomics. Oh, I'm doing so great. Works for me. <laughs> Man, I'm living the dream, baby. <laughs> living the dream. You got it. Well, that's, uh, that's just the way it is. You got to live with it like it is. Kind of worry about things, though. I really do. Well, I've been Can't seeing some good uh, deer picks sent to me by listeners. There's some really nice deer being killed right now oh those you sent me i could not believe that oh i got a bunch of new ones after i sent you those i'll send you some more that's uh oh good grief you know low fence open range deer they're just beautiful i i had no idea that anybody could ever kill a deer like that without paying for it you know a lot of extra man those deer they were awesome Big old heavy things, wide mm-hmm. tines that look like the look like hay forks. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh man, that's what I'm gonna be looking for. I probably won't see anything like that, but you 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 can't see them unless you go. You got to go do it. Yeah. Now, twice in my life I saw a uh, deer up in East Texas. I'm talking Sabine River bottom deer. Uh-huh. And one of them was a 12-point. He was at least 22 inches wide and had plenty of stuff. 
And uh, the other one was a, a ten point that was the most perfectly symmetrical ten point I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And his antlers were at least 23 to 24 out wide, big, wow. heavy. And I saw both of them five days before the season opened. And I, I was just like, never saw them again. And nobody else ever saw them. It, it's just, uh, they just were passing through, going to wherever they go. And those deer like that are just, you know. They become ghosts. Yeah, they do. Once they get mature, I don't think they ever get seen in the daylight. Just, uh, you know, but five days before season, I had scope on him at 40 yards. Uh, uh, uh. I could have killed him any time. I just like, oh, man, I'm just going to wait this out. <laughs> I'm going to wait this out. He'll be back. No. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a rare sight, especially in, you know, our part of the world. Yeah. But uh, a, trophy, a trophy is what you... You know what's big for the area. Yeah, one guy's call is another guy's trophy. You know, it just that's uh, right. It's kind of like trout, you know, personal best trout and all that. I mean, you know, and you can, if you've got the money, you can buy a deer that's as big as you want it to be. I mean, you can get three hundred plus whitetail if you got the money. Yeah. And uh, I don't really want to do it like that. Uh, it's, actually, it's about the hunt to me anymore. It's uh, yeah. It's not about gathering antlers. It's I'm not a bone collector anymore. I've got a pile of antlers out there in that barn. I'm thinking about trying to figure out what to do with them. Uh, maybe mount them on the ladder out of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I got a pretty good. I, I could make a pretty good one, but you know, it, it's uh, if I can, if I can just go on a hunt and enjoy it and drop a deer, a doe, I don't care. Yeah, it's about uh, I love to eat deer, and the rest of it is just the value of the hunt and the camaraderie of sitting around, you know, with the, the other guys. Having a great time. You know, shoot. I'm with you. That's my thing. I'm with you. Not about, not about how big antlers, but I get just as excited over a big rack as anybody else. <laughs> that's just, uh, that's wired into our DNA as a hunter. Man. man, some of these deer I see, you know, people that kill deer like that. I would just like to put myself in a situation and see what I felt like when something like that walked out in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I'd like this. I'm sitting here looking at my shoulder mount, 32 and a half inch axis. That, that sucker's up on the mantle. And, uh, I, every time I look at him, I, I can't even believe how big he is. But, uh, you know, I, that was a, an enjoyable hunt. You make those memories like that, you don't ever forget it. Sure, yeah. I can't take our memories away, buddy. <laughs> nope. If you know what oh, I mean. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if anybody wants to go fishing, I'm I'm just about out of days for this year. You'll have to wait till January. <laughs> I've got I've got one right after Christmas Day, and I I just don't think I can squeeze another one in. Well. So we've got good weather to get them in. Anybody's yeah. got any openings, so that that's the key. Holidays coming up, kids are wanting. They'll probably want to go out and make a fishing trip before they go back to school. Yeah, I had to take my grandson the other day. I took him last Friday afternoon. Hit, and we had a good time. You know. That's what it's all about. If somebody wants to call you and get in after the first of the year, how do they get a hold of you, man? 409-673-9211. Or fishsabinelake.com. Yep. 
There you go. All right. Well, Bill, always a pleasure, and I'll uh, check in with you Saturday, and uh, right before Christmas, we'll talk some more. All right, buddy. Bill, have a good one. A, always good talking yeah, to you. you. See you, bud. All right. Thanks. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake and the Belleville Meat Market. What a great place to shop for all of your, you know, fine cuts of meat, grade A, and and just uh, just an incredible incredible place to shop for all your your needs, and uh, not to mention their great processing facility. They're located right in downtown Belleville, a short drive from Seeley off I-10 or Hempstead off 290, and check out their full menu of pecan smoked barbecue served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., pecan smoked pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, you know, brisket, whatever you're looking for, they they really have a great menu there and beautiful cuts of meat. Gift boxes are always available in store and online, and uh, they'll help you build a custom box. And their wild game processing facility is second to none. Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs, that's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pig, bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long, and the processing facility is open monday through saturday 7 a.m to 7 p.m sundays 8 a.m to 7 p.m and the belleville is celebrating over 42 years serving the greater houston community that's the belleville meat market or meat is our middle name captain mickey for texan roofing the people i trust you know texan roofing covers houston and surrounding areas and texan roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement and Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing's found the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty, along with their honest roof inspections, A-plus management. These are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And when you do, if you tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, Tim and all his crew, they'll work directly with you and do a superior job. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com. And when you call the good folks at Texan Roofing, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 438 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now, and let's check in with the fish dude. Richard, what's up? Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning? How'd you get that name, the fish dude? That's just a weird thing, Mickey. I mean, it really is. A <laughs> weird thing. <laughs> yeah, what, what happened was years ago, I started when I first started guiding, my business was Lake Conroe Fishing Adventures. Well, me being a dummy and not knowing no better, I didn't register the name. So somebody stole it from me. Well, when they stole it from me, I already had my email address as fish dude. So I thought, well, why not? That's, yeah. That ought to be a good one. So that's how I started. That's how all of it got started by email name. And, uh, and that's that's it. And it's that's kind of stuck. So that's and that I don't think it's a bad little old name. It's, it's no, I like it. From, it's got a good ring to it. I hear you, I hear you. You were you headed west here a little bit? Southwest, yeah. Or, yeah, that's what I figured you was gonna head down there next go, week. Go. There you go. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I wonder if there's going to be cool weather down there to get them critters moving. Looks like uh, Tuesday and Wednesday there's a front coming through down there. It's going to be in the 40s for lows. I, that's doable, you know. Yeah. I'd rather yeah, see 30s and, you know, 30s to 50s. But, hey, take what you can. But that, I know those deer it. down there, it just you get, you get a little cool front. It sparks a little uh, movement and activity and then when you get all this warm doldrum stuff, it kind of slows things down. You see a lot of scrubs and tons. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. That cool weather is amazing. How it brings out the bigger ones. It just it kind of it gets me going anyway. Just like fish. I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm headed over to Lano today. So are you? That's, that's, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna head, head over there through Christmas anyway. Then come back and go fishing. Well, so, that'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, Looks like it's going to be more wet than anything, but that's all right. It don't matter. It's, uh, it's one of the things because, you know, it's 
that, that fishing's been good, and I just want to go see what them deer are doing out there. I like right. this time of year because it knocks the leaves off the trees, and I can see through those trees out there now. So I'll spot a few more of them, you know, hanging out on the perimeter instead of coming into them feeders and stuff. That's that's the best part about it. But man, I tell you what, them dang them dang harbors that messed me over yesterday. But that's, Did they? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. These as, there's been a bunch of bait hanging out in the mouth of these creeks. You know, I'll talk about it a couple of weeks in a row. And finally, I found one creek that was loaded with some bigger hybrids Monday. I knew about it Saturday, I think. But but uh, Monday, I got in there and, and uh, caught a bunch of them. And, and it's like, man, it's going to be good. Went in there yesterday and uh, pulled in there right off the bat. Bait everywhere. Fish down there. As soon as I got everything baited up and set up, everything was gone. It's like, what the heck? We caught one dank, one keeper. And, I mean, these are good, you know, 23, 24-inch fish. And uh, then one short one and then uh, one white bass. And it's like, what? And they just, I mean, all the bait was gone. All the fish were gone. Don't know where they went. But there's, you know, there's, there were several other boats that had found them in there, too, so. We were all kind of ganging up on the same fish, but like I say, they left. I don't know what in the world they did, but I'm going to have to, when I get back after Christmas, I'm going to go to looking for them pretty good, so figure out what they're doing, because I had them kind of figured out around around 10 o'clock they were, they were leaving the area. Yesterday, it was, shoot, it was by 8 o'clock, they were gone, so it's just a weird thing, but that's all right. Them dang old catfish are still fired up, going hard as they can go. So, and there's still some nice size ones, so I can't I can't complain about that. There ain't no doubt. As long as I got that backup plan, fall back on them catfish because it's it's just as fun to catch them rascals. You know, it's just they they don't pull like those hybrids. That's that's one thing that gets you on the hybrids. Yeah, them them knuckleheads are freight trains. Yeah, they, they are do. strong fish. You know, for their I, size, they really are. I'll tell you what, you know, it's it's the closest thing to a redfish fight you can get. So, you know, because them redfish are stout, and it's and I tell people all the time it's it's really similar to fishing for redfish as far as when you get them on and go to fighting them, because they don't just give up and they they really never give up. You gotta you gotta make them come into the boat because they just they don't they don't have quit in them, not even <laughs> when they get in the boat. I mean they don't they will not stop. So, and that's. You know that's what makes it fun, anyways. It just it's it's a good thing. I love it. There ain't no doubt. And then you know I just get out there and I'm about ready to get over to Rayburn and go do some more bass fishing because I got to start looking more offshore stuff for these tournaments I got over there. Because I got that, you know, they, like I told you before, they got the rattle trap back to the rattle trap tournament, so I'm gonna fish it. And then the following weekends that Brandon belt deal and I know Randy's going to be fishing it so it's uh we'll be competing against each other on that one I'm pretty sure because he fished it last year so we'll get out there and see if we can't butt heads a little bit and catch some fish he just got a he's got a leg up on me over there because he's on the water all the time on that lake and I'm not so that's why I got to spend a little bit more time over there but get this hunting out of the way this will be my last hunt so that that's uh you know that's the biggest thing get it out of the way and get get rolling in that direction because i've I've only got that one one little deer this year he just you know i mean he's all right he wasn't wasn't nothing great he was just all right deer big body deer four and a half year old you know and that's that's uh you know that's a good thing out out there in Atlanta. they don't get very old most people most people shoot them. You know, they'll be two and a half years. Oh, it's a big one. Boom. He goes down. <laughs> hey, it's got hey, horns it's on it. Kill it. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. Some of these, some of these people, I got a, uh, uh, well, years ago, uh, one of my uncle's son-in-laws used to hunt out there. And I'd sit up in a deer stand and watch him. And he, he called himself spotting and stalking, right? So he'd mm. creep up on them. And I'd, I saw him take out two yearlings. I mean, these things weren't very barely taller 
than the grass, and they were barely nubbin bucks. <laughs> I know they were barely taller than the grass and just out of spots. And I'd been watching them for an hour and a half, and then he got after them. He 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 knocked them down, and and I got, I got down. And I said, "What in the world do you think you're doing?" I mean, look, you can pick both of them up with one hand. I mean, that's that's not even close to big. I chewed on them up one side and down the other. I mean, leave them babies alone. So, and then I got, you know, with when my dad remarried, I got me a, a stepbrother, I guess you call it. And he's he's been trying to get into hunting. In the first couple of years, I told him, I said, I said, uh, you know, he'd go out there and he'd shoot one of the first things he'd see. It's like, why are you doing that? I mean, and, and I'd have my deer hanging next to his. I said, I, I got just as much work in this big one as you got in that little one. And I'm going to get twice the meat out of it. And we cut them up and weigh the meat out, and there you go. I got I got 60 pounds, you got 30. And you got to go, I mean, and that's the way it is. Why not right. wait on those bigger ones? If, you know, if that's what you're going for is for the, for the meat anyway, for, you know, most people. And it's, it's so, you know, there are trophy hunts and stuff like that where a lot of people donate their meat to a shelter or something like that. But still, I mean, if you're going to yeah. go for them, wait on the bigger ones, you know, and they're, yeah. it's not that hard to, t- it's not that hard to tell them. Well, a lot of you people know, are afraid, you know, they're not going to see another deer and on the first hunt, they go ahead and shoot the first thing they can to make sure, you know, that they yeah, you're get their right, deer. You're and right. then, then they hunt some more when they're hunting for a doe to go with that buck. They end up seeing a buck of a lifetime. So exactly that's pull the funny, hammer on the know. doe first and keep hunting the buck you know that's it that's the way to do that i mean you know if you're know. On, the, on, on the meat hall you go that's the way you do it just reverse the order and you're good plus i mean it's best to, in my opinion it's best to shoot those does early in the season anyway if you're going right. to shoot them because like over in, yeah right now that over in lano they're already they're already ready to roll there's you know they're they're pregnant and ready to go so and it's I can't, and I've done it before. I ain't cleaning the dove. It's got a, got a, a fawn inside. It just ain't. <laughs> that, I mean, well, it, it happens. No. <laughs> yeah, I happens. know it happens, but it's, you know. All just, right, buddy. Well, I'll, uh, I'll pop you Saturday morning and get a live report from Lano. If somebody wants to call you about going fishing with you on Conroe, how they get a hold of you, Richard? Well, make anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fish2tx.com or just check out the webpage, fish2tx.com. All right, man. Christmas is in the air. I'll talk to you soon, Richard. Good talking to you, buddy. Have have fun. Later, man. All right, now let's run down to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., good morning. How are you, buddy? Morning, Mickey. How are you? Ah, couldn't be better. It's all good, my friend. Yeah, that's right. Tis the season. Yes, sir. Ready for it to move on. Are you jolly? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Well, fishing is, uh, I'm sick of this east wind, man. It just won't go away. No, well, uh, we've had that. That's kind of been the pattern this winter, you know, behind these fronts. The, uh, they keep saying southeast. Nope. I don't see it. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I know Sunday and Monday, Mickey, after the front, fishing was really good, and, and there were quite a few people out. But uh, Tuesday, that wind, when that sun came up, it was 25 miles an hour. So that, Oh, uh, I know. Pete and I were going to go Tuesday morning, and uh, I called him for daylight and said, man, that old kind of east-northeast wind's puffing up a little bit. And uh, yeah. so that's not too good for where we're going to fish. And he said, well, I'll just come down there and drink coffee. Maybe it'll lay down. It didn't lay down. It just kept no. climbing. So we had coffee and breakfast, and he went home, and I piddled around the house all day. I, I got don't you. Go fight that east wind. Well, I had to, and ended up having to go to the river. And it, they weren't. They weren't. They wouldn't even bite in the river on the uh, day before yesterday. Isn't that something how you know, fickle those fish get in that river? Well, now the pattern is they're eating. They're really catching them at night, 
Right. And they're not eating during the day in the river. So we need to you know, you stumble across turn their lights shoe. off at night over there and let you have a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I saw that. I saw all the piers and the lights ruin the shoreline in my bay when everybody started lighting their piers up at night. All those great flats that we'd catch fish on all morning and all day long. Those fish yeah. wouldn't bite. They fed all night under the lights. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what's happening right now in the river. But Boy. It, it calmed down a little bit yesterday, and uh, I did get back out there, and I had kids in a boat, and uh, we caught some nice trout. They uh, kept, kept about 10 really good ones and turned loose some bigger ones and a couple of big reds. It was enough to... Make them happy. Sure. Uh, it don't take I, much these days, does it? No. No, them kids are more interested in netting the fish and looking at them in the ice chest. Right. They're, they're not gun-ho like we were when we were growing up, I can well, tell you that. Mickey Ray and Sean were a little lad to quit uh, putting them in the live well. They'd quit <laughs> fishing. I'd look back there, and they'd have their feet in the live well playing with all them trout swimming around in there. I'm going, man. Start putting these on ice <laughs> so they'll yeah. keep fishing. Yep. Uh, I heard your report a while ago. Did you say it's supposed to blow 15 to 25 today out of the east, northeast? That's, that's the forecast. It's only a forecast. But that's the well, rumor. <laughs> that that's good. the rumor. Not right good because I'm not seeing ready to go it. Fight uh, all the, uh, everything seems to be about. Anywhere from 8 to 14, 10 to 12, so. 12, I was I looking earlier. I was looking down the coast, and it seemed like it calmed down the more we went your way. Well, I hope. Yeah, you're, you're two or three miles an hour less down your way. And then down by Baffin, it's all calm down there this morning. Six to eight, that's dead calm for down there. Well, I'd, I'd take that today and tomorrow. Yep. Uh, showing right there at your uh, Matagorda Bay entrance. I'm showing 10 down there at uh, like Pascavala. And then uh, Matagorda, I'm showing 9. And Sergeant, I'm showing 4. So who knows? Well, I hope so. I'll but take everything it. up this way is 13, 14, 12. So you're a little calmer your way than we are. Yeah. It just seems like we've had a lot of east-northeast wind this this winter. Yes, we have. We really have. Uh, I guess it's that uh, pattern we're in. Usually uh, before these other fronts come in and after, you know, once you have that one northeast day behind the front, then it'll, if another front's coming, it'll pump out of the south. But we're not seeing that this year. That pumping south. Well, Seeing a pumping east. Yeah. Well, every time we get a little south in it now, them fish really eat. Yeah. I guess because they ain't seen it, you know. But Right. That's what I want. We'll see what happens. Well, I'll see if I can pull up a southwest wind for you today, Charlie. I could deal with it, really. Yeah, you could. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> for once. <laughs> yeah. For once, Charlie likes a southwest wind. <laughs> I'll take it right now. now I'll take anybody, it. Anybody are. famous or anybody we know been fishing with you lately? No, nobody. Same old people. Right. Nothing new. Nothing new. Any specialty baits you've been throwing or just uh, mostly soft plastic and bass assassin stuff or what? That's all I've been throwing, Mickey's bass sessions. I uh, that's what I've been throwing. Pat, kind of a mix between rat tails and paddle tails, and even some of the, you know, the mirror lure, little John, or that little PV. Yeah, mainly the straight baits, and uh, color doesn't seem to matter right now. You know, I've, I've caught them on um, on that fried chicken on uh, chicken on I the like train. I like that fried chicken bait. I'm not much on white, but uh, unless it's a mirror lure, but uh, I like that fried chicken with that sparkle in it. It uh, it's it's got a good visibility in the water, you know. 
Yeah, it does. They like it. I I use it a lot in wade fishing in West Matagorda Bay, you know, right. during the summer. And uh, it's a good bait. I guess it's just something that they, something new that they hadn't seen, and that's what we're throwing. So, well, if you want new colors, man, Robin comes out with some colors, man, and some names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we character. were talking about that. We were talking <laughs> about that yesterday. Yeah, I was telling them with it. Where we're fishing now, all we used to do is throw mirror lures and catch them right there. God knows how many mirror lures are laying on the bottom down there. Well, oh, I heard that. Yeah. All it's right, just, uh, we'll see what we can do. Maybe I'll have another report for you for Saturday. All right, brother. Well, hey, throw them out a number, man. Somebody wants to get with you. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie. Have a good week. I'll talk to you Saturday, man. Hang in there. Take care, Mickey. Later, bud. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. down in Matagorda. It's time for our top-of-the-hour break. We'll be right back after these messages. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 